0: We want you to become an honorary Gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary goslings at patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's great. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, we had another topic in here. Yes.
0: uh, Let's move on to. Well, there's a couple.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's do retconning. This is something that you wanted to talk about. And it's funny because when Jonathan told me, he was like, let's talk about retconning. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. What is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that term before. sweet summer child. I know I'm a
0: noob at all this. So Jonathan, tell us, what is retconning?
1: Innocent, (laughs) you know, young, good-hearted babe. Retconning is where uh, in the original version of Empire Strikes Back, Luke falls down the chasm of Cloud City after making his choice to rather die than join vader and yet in the special edition of empire strikes back luke falls down the chasm in cloud city after choosing to die rather than join darth vader and on his way down he screams "Ah!" (laughs) that's it retconning is where you (laughs) that's that's the funny (laughs) definition the real version is retconning is where you uh, you go back, you retro, uh, I can't remember if it's like retro condition or retro con- uh, contrive retro contrivance. It's where you go back and you change things in previous finished work to, to match with whatever current iteration you have. Mm, so, okay. I'll give you a classic example. Very minor. However, very minor to most people, a big deal to me. Um, I have a couple of characters who in the first angel books are uh, cherubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Heavenly Rome series, there are two choirs of angels. Two uh, babies. Yeah, yeah.
0: Two little chubby babies. Yeah,
1: Two little chubby, yeah. With their little you know, uh, cupid
0: with, cupid uh, bows and arrows.
1: Mm-hmm, their little wings. And they're naked. You know. Yep. And they're little peepees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Not a kid's book,
1: <laughs> right? Not for kids. Uh, you know, uh, Epstein approved. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get on that topic. We're gonna do a whole. We well, got to do, do a whole episode about episode that. About that yeah. yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That'd be great. Anyway, um, continue.
1: So uh, there are cherubim who are like the warrior cast. You know, mm-hmm. the the big you know warrior Spartan esque Roman legionary types, just you know tough, brutish, and then there are the seraphim. Who mm. are the messenger casts, the heralds, the the more officerial, you know, mm-hmm. softer, the, yeah, yeah. the yin and the yang, you know, mm-hmm. the male and female, the air
0: force of the angelic, yes, the marines military and forces. the air force, right? You right. know, we
1: don't need the navy and we don't need the no navy. offense. And we don't to my need air force the... friends, we do need you. We uh, yes, you know, we yeah, someone's got to drop. The They're box.
0: basically the chair force of the heavenly
1: forces, <laughs> right? They really are. I really did model like, you know, the seraphim tend to be more intellectual.
0: No offense with the Chair Force comment because technically F sixteens, you sit in a chair to fly one.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. And they're pretty and freaking I think, cool. If I remember correctly, I think the A Ten Warthog is uh a vehicle of the Air Force. And the A Ten Warthog is the meanest plane ever. It, is mean. <laughs> it is mean. It is mean. coolest. Yeah. Um, it is a flying tank. Uh, and yet it's also a tank buster.
0: And it's 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 uh it's gun. Yeah. Is if I recall, the size of the gun is uh, equal to like a Volkswagen
1: bug. Yes, and it's when massive. it fires, it slows the plane down. <laughs> That's
0: so cool! <laughs> That's so cool! It fires thirty oh. millimeter. The Thunderbolt, the Warthog, same plane.
1: A ten. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we yeah. detour. We we digress. Yeah. Dick- into cool stuff. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so the Seraphim are kind of like the air force They're you know, they're typically, you know, better educated, more intellectual, more operational, more strategic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tend to be more, um, more officerial. Uh, they're not as, uh, they're not as physical, mm-hmm. you know, right. they're not usually like your, your infantry, You're right. The, they're not your ground pounders, you know, um, and you need both, you know, you, you need, and the Seraphim belong to Gabriel and the Cherubim belong to Michael. And mm-hmm. so they each sort of have their their different groups. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then the chair of them are, you know, more like your Marines. You know, they're um, they can be like they're that. the ones that belong to Michael. Yeah. yeah. But they're you know, they're the ones who are down in the mud, you know, just kicking ass and taking names. Yep. And um, and they're both awesome and they need each other. But like I had this problem where in the first book, maybe in the first couple books, I had uh, a couple characters uh listed as cherubim mainly because i didn't really know what to do with the seraphim uh, because it's not my personality type um i didn't really know how to treat the seraphim and so i kind of gave like all the cool characters the cherubim cast Mm -hmm. you know i made them all cherubim because it's like well i know how to write that yeah, because that's you. I mean,
0: that's like the difference. Oops, sorry. That's like the difference between you and me. I'm more Seraphim. You're more Cherubim.
1: Yeah, Nick is more of a chick. I'm more, more of a guy. chip.
0: <laughs> How dare you, sir? How
1: dare you? How
0: dare you? I'm more you. of an F-16 guy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm
1: more of just a... You're more of the, the Shock
0: jungle. Troopers guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm more ODST. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a bullet soaker. That's yeah, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... No, it's true, yeah, and so but, but I mean, I, I like, like chicks, these... I still like chicks. <laughs> Let's be very clear, I still like, like girls, yeah. All right, yeah,
0: <laughs> this is a great conversation.
1: Um, I love it, but I did. I had, uh, I had a couple characters who, um, who were cherubim just because that was my default, you know, I didn't yeah, yeah. really know what else to do Um, and so and you'll notice like in the first book there is a preponderance of like that's actually one of the reasons why I wrote the fifth novel Wayfarers the fifth novel Wayfarers is like me playing mea culpa Mm -hmm. to the Seraphim and giving the Seraphim their dues you know because I was like man you know I haven't as I've gotten older I've you know started to like understand you know this character type more than I created you know but I didn't really know what to do with and so I changed it so that uh, a couple of characters are seraphim in the later books, but then when I went back and looked at their their like borderline cameo appearances, they are mentioned by name in mm. the earlier books. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're little more than a name in the early books, but they're mentioned as cherubs. Uh. So I have to retcon that. Right. Uh, and I it see. serves okay. the story. It serves the greater whole of the story for them to be seraphim. So as a
0: series or story develops, you have to go back and make changes so that they're consistent with the universe that you're building.
1: Right. And, and you have to be really careful about that because you can, you can make some star Wars special edition mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. where you are retconning things that you really should leave alone I had
0: to retcon a couple things because my wife caught them when she was proofreading. No kidding. Yeah, and this is post-publication. Oh yeah. I had to go back, which which is easy to do. Again, self-publishing sucks, but the cool silver lining is you can just upload an updated file. Yeah. And it's all taken care of. Yeah. You know, which is what I did. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I I think I get what you're saying. I think I'm starting to understand it.
1: And if you ever get super popular, then there are multiple versions out there. You know, and and like who knows on eBay, you know, yeah, that, that first edition, you know, that first edition where you're all in Azrael or Cherubim instead of Seraphim.
0: Dude, I can't wait for the day when my ten dollar first edition is worth twelve dollars.
1: <laughs> worth all have eleven dollars, big 46. time, <laughs> Yeah, now I've made it. Yeah, shuck it, Stephen King. <laughs> Um,
0: oh, by the way, I invited Stephen King to be on the live stream.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, we said no. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah He's like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, Here's a bag of cocaine. <laughs> what a nice relapse. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a uh, retconning as a writer. You know, uh, there's there's nothing that says you can't retcon except getting caught. Hmm. And getting caught by your audience, you know, Mm -hmm. and even then, you know, like there are there are people like I'm sort of a Star Wars purist where, like, truthfully, I'd rather have the the warts and blemishes and acne and all version of the old VHS copies of Mm -hmm. Star Wars than anything made after 97, you know, agreed, you know, agreed. So I have to carry that in order to be authentic I have to carry that into my own work and really, really think about, like, if I need to retcon something, it's one thing to retcon a mistake. You know, you can retcon a mistake where you you get to a version, you know, or you're writing one of the later books. and You're like, oh, yeah. And, you know, this character is the leader of the Cordova legions. And you're like, wait a second. Wait, I thought he was the leader of the Cordova's. But in yeah. in this, it says the Concordia's. Was it the Cordova's yeah. or the Concordia's? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so now you have a fork in the road. You're like, yeah. I can either change what I'm writing now, mm-hmm. or what if what I'm writing now is always what I've wanted it to be, yeah. but I screwed it up in the past. <laughs> you know it's bad you know?
0: when your 10-year-old son says, wait, Dad, you said the main character was leader of this particular group of the club, this yeah. particular which happened in book three. Oh, really? person said, you said that Hoops was the leader of the club knights, not the fox hunters. And I'm like, oh, shit. Shoot. I had to go back and retcon (laughs) that. Right. I think I can change that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So self-publishing.
1: Yeah. Self-publishing, you know, and that's, but again, that is, um, that is a, uh, a testament to the credit of collaboration of Mm -hmm. having somebody else in your world in your network to provide checks and balances to sort of, you know, because you become smell blind to your own mistakes a lot. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you think you can read your own work, uh, if you write a rough draft or or a first draft, mm-hmm. and you think you can immediately go back, and 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 find all the little mistakes mm-hmm. or inconsistencies, it you can't do it. Happened. You gotta have no. it has to be a different human being doing that. Yeah, it and has that, to be. For they, me, it has to be.
1: The temptation that you run into is, you know, you create inconsistencies with chasing the dragon of whatever dopamine rush you have from your new idea. Mm-hmm. And so in order to to justify the new idea's existence, you retcon the old ideas mm-hmm. to be consistent. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's like that's the that's the weak character decision that you have to make of like, oh, what do I do? Do I stick to my guns of like the old character, the tradition, mm-hmm. or do I change the old thing? Mm-hmm to justify the new thing and it really depends it's it-
0: very lucasarian
1: yeah right yeah yeah and and i realized that like and i really try never to do it i'd rather have i'd rather have something flawed than change something but really probably about the only time i've ever done it was with those two characters with and Ural. are mm-hmm. uh, all originally was a cherub until i got into wayfarers and realized like in order in order for because Eural is a character who is like a foil to another character, Melfax, who's mm-hmm. like a you know main character in the story, and they're buddies, but they play off of each other, mm-hmm. and so and they're very opposite. Like one's a mystic, the other's a scholar, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so, in order for for that disparity, that you know that opposites attract sort of thing to be accentuated, one needs to be a cherub, who I can't get around changing that, right? Because he's in Melfax is in every book he's a main character mm-hmm. the other Ural, who's a fairly unexplored character needs to be a seraph for the for it to really work yeah but the problem is in in like the other versions of the early books where he shows up every now and then he's described he's mentioned as being a cherub and it's like well which is the greater sin mm-hmm. you know like is it worth it In this particular case, yes, it was worth it, especially considering that Wayfarers was about the Seraphim, you know, and so so it just it makes sense sometimes to retcon um, and you hope that your audience doesn't feel that they've been betrayed, you know, it kind of and there's no way to really get around that because there are going to be some people who, you know, and, and you can apply this like where this really shows up, honestly, is like comic books. From what I gather, like this is really where retconning is like a real problem, mm-hmm. you know, um, to the point where like they have they have occasionally they'll reset, you know, the whole universe, the whole multiverse. Um, and you really will have fans who are in love with the concept that like you're old as a chirp, you know, and, and they'll feel betrayed, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's just it's it's collateral damage that you have to take. Yeah. You know, you're. Yep you you want to not you don't want to exist as a tyrant over and lording over your audience and being like well now i think that everybody's red and now i think that you know whatever this is going to be the thing now and you just have to accept it and love it that's disrespectful to the audience absolutely but at the same time there are some things (laughs) yeah right but there are some times where you kind of have to say like now you know what like this, I, I'm i sorry. Like, I screwed up. Yeah. I screwed up. Yeah. You all should have always been a seraph. And I made a mistake. It's a minor thing. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Uh, Adam says that Star Wars should be left as it was intended originally.
1: Yes. It's blasphemous to
0: alter anything. Oh. Amen. And God bless you.
1: Preach. Preach it, Adam.
0: And you know yeah. what? Yeah, we, we know that Hallelujah. the episodes four, five, and six, right? The very first three that came out. Mm-hmm. We all know that is like the gold standard, gold standard of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. yeah, everything since has been crap for one reason or another. Yeah, except the Mandalorian. Except the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say this: the one thing that has been consistently brilliant, yeah, from Episode Four to now, yeah, is John Williams and the score oh, that he writes for all the movies. You
1: know, no kidding.
0: Yeah, it's the glue totally. that holds that whole universe together. It
1: really is. Otherwise, yeah. I could
0: take one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, flush them down the toilet. Yeah. If it wasn't for the music that made me feel like, yeah, this is this feels it like really the same does universe. Yeah, it all
1: together yeah. more than anything else. You get the same feels. Yeah, you do. Well, you have the same themes. You have, I mean, how many themes are there in Star Wars? Like half a dozen? Oh, seven, at least. Probably at least. You know, least. distinctive themes. Yeah. Um, and then everything really sort of plays off of those. He did come up with some original material for, I guess he's come up with original themes for every one of them. I remember the ones for the prequel trilogy, you know, being distinctive. But even that material had a lot of stuff that, and it is, it ties it all together. It, it really is mm-hmm. like the, you know, the ligaments that holds everything.
0: Adam says uh, the writing of the score is amazing. Yeah. It is what makes it real and come to life. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, dude, how
1: powerful is that that moment when I mean, even in like episode one, when they're like retaking the Naboo Palace and the doors part and there's Darth Maul. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Darth Maul. what's it called? Something motif. Can't remember the motif, but where every character has their own musical motif. Oh, yeah. Uh, My wife knows the term for this. It's a classical music term. Um, Interesting. But uh Luke has a theme. Leia has a theme. Yep. Han actually has a theme. Mm-hmm. It's harder to recognize, but it's there. Yoda has a theme. Yeah. Maul, Vader, the Emperor, they all have their own unique musical themes yeah. to their character. And when those doors open up and you see yeah. Darth Maul...
1: Dun-dun! Oh. Dude, yeah, you know, it on. yeah, it's yeah, it's four. It's notes. the best move.
0: It's the best moment of the whole movie. It really is. Yeah, that that duel, the duel of the fates. Yeah, the duel of the it's fates. The, it's
1: the best sequence of that entire yeah, film. I mean, dude, like the the choral arrangement was uh, an old Sanskrit poem called "The Battle Under the Trees." Like, really? What the choir is singing? Oh, wow! Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really weird. But, uh, but I love what I love about that moment is like Natalie Portman's character, like Amidala's reaction, is the audience's reaction, where she looks and she sees Maul and she says, "We'll go around, yeah, or <laughs> we'll take the long way." <laughs> it's like, yeah, you will. It's yeah. my
0: fantasy for someone to look at me like that, yeah, and be like, uh. I'll go that way. Go I'm that okay. Way. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You can you can have them.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, this is yours. You guys have something that you got to work. Out you can have yourself. all this. Yeah. This you can do whatever you want here. It's I'm like
0: every man's fantasy go. for the doors to open <laughs> yeah. up the of the elevator at the office, <laughs> <laughs> and they see you and everyone just parts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's I, you know that's kind of what I had at waste management. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
0: brilliant because I yeah. don't I I don't yeah. think I've ever had that but that would be amazing. Yeah, you just I, now to... I say I do have that when I open my kids' room. When they're supposed to be cleaning it, yeah, you know, and they're in there, and I hear them. They're laughing. They're playing with Legos. They're supposed to be cleaning it up, but I open it up. Dun, quiet. Dun,
1: dun, 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 dun Yeah. Uh-huh. And the belt comes yeah. out. from yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for everybody. And
0: they start working pretty fast. I will say. So I have that over my kids. You know, At least I have
1: command over my own children. That's child. where it matters. That's where you know that's where it matters. Yeah, You're the, welcome. The society. trick to accomplishing that in the office is to be is to be irascible and unapproachable. And if you if you're high enough on the disagreeable disagreeability scale, people will leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. will fear you and they will avoid you and then you don't have to hear about their weekends. <laughs> That's brilliant. I will
0: say this though. Because I don't care. <laughs> I will say this though. Other people don't at my work. Yeah. They don't bother me. Oh, yeah, They, don't, they don't, not, not yeah. bother me as an in interrupt me. Cause that just happens naturally sure. because you have, to, yeah. but, uh, I, they don't get on my, they don't irritate me. That's good. They don't. Yeah. I, I love everyone that I work with. However, in most scenarios mm-hmm. at most workplaces, there's that friction there and you just want people to shut up and leave you alone oh, gosh. and let me do my job and stop telling me about your grandson's cat who's sick, <clears throat> you know, or whatever it is. Like I'm trying to do my job here. Yeah i don't care you know don't talk to me
1: you know what i'm not here for uh i'm not here to get paid to listen to the story about your sick cat yeah
0: yeah now the people at work who do tell me those stories i actually like them yeah i actually like them so i don't mind poor absolutely yeah yeah and they've earned it i mean they're good people i mean the company i work for they do they work really hard to make sure that they hire like really high caliber people clearly but (laughs) there it is that's what i like to see in nick but they're all they're all really fantastic people so it's okay i you know i'm they want to tell me about the weekend yeah sure cool yeah yeah it's
1: it's It's, uh, it's fair yeah Yeah. i'm i'm i am blessed i'm good i'm I'm pretty lucky adam says uh see sentinel hmm i will go around yeah exactly sentinel's one of those guys yeah you see the
0: sentinel and you go he comes out of the portal he comes out of like the, the red portal Technically, During there's that, like the this shatters. portal in the wall of the labyrinth, this glowing, yeah. you know, disc, and from it emerges this minotaur. Yeah, you're like, uh, mm. I'll go the other wrong way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. You know what? I will just keep exploring. I'm, I'm sure there's a uh, another, uh, uh, maybe not, um, nice horns. Bye. Yeah, and there's a, you know, there's a guy who learns that the hard way.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What other? Do we have any other topics? Uh, we had one more topic. One more topic and that is Amazon ads. This is really important for self-published authors cuz Oh yeah. The easiest way, the most direct path to being a to writing a story and getting it out there, yeah, for print on demand is through Amazon. Yep. And and which if that's all you want, that's great. You can do that. But if you also want to try to if you want your book to show up in people's searches, mm-hmm. you have to run Amazon ads and it's more difficult now than it was when I started three years ago Uh,
1: yeah,
0: it's a lot more because because it really is because the last two years choosing my word carefully has resulted in a lot of people being stuck at home Mm -hmm. not being able to work and looking for other things to do so they have written and self-published many works there has been an enormous saturation which has driven the cost of running ads through the roof yeah. So three year, for example, three year. The way Amazon does it is you create an ad for your book that you've published. Yeah. You give Amazon in this ad that you set up, you give it a bunch of keywords that people might search when looking for something like your book mm-hmm. and search results come up and they will sh- at some point they might see your book on that page of search results. Mm hmm. And if you so that keyword right? you have that keyword that they search, they see your book. If they click on your book and go to your book sales page, you pay whatever you bid yeah. for that keyword. As an example, three years ago, let's say the keyword Harry Potter and the bids are all competitive. Like Harry Potter you search Harry Potter, Oh look, there's the timepiece too. Mm-hmm. you know So Harry Potter three years ago maybe 45, 50 cents. Yeah. If someone clicked on – they went to the Harry Potter search results and they saw my book and clicked on it, I would pay $0.50. Cents. Now, they might buy the book. They might not. If they do, I would make a $2 royalty. I spend $0.50 cents to make $2. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, that same keyword, Harry Potter, is like $3.50. Yeah, it's a loss lead. Every time they click on – not buy my book, but yeah, click, click on that. my book, I've yeah. already spent more in advertising than I would ever make in royalty. That's how saturated it is right now. Yeah. There's so many people using this keyword. Are they going to
1: change that at all? Do they have any?
0: Well, they did make one recent change that is worth exploring. Uh, is that they are now, when you, if you have any old ads running still, any old ad campaigns, if you go to that ad and open it up and you go to targeting where it shows you the keywords that you entered, they will have a little section there called suggested keywords okay. meaning they've been monitoring your book they've been monitoring your ads and they're saying hey you know a lot of people who search these particular suggested keywords might find your book if you use them as well yeah and so you can add those suggested keywords to your list
1: they're trying to feed I, into the algorithm yeah with effective nutrient dense keywords
0: and so i've been doing that i went back to all my live campaigns and i have about a dozen do live ones i have 50 I have at least fifty Amazon ad campaigns that I've run. There's about twelve that actually get results. Yeah. And I've added these suggested keywords at a low bid.
1: Yeah.
0: And what uh, is a low bid? A low bid for me is like cents. Yeah, twenty-five cents, thirty cents, something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, unless I have an ad that I'm willing to overspend on temporarily just to promote that particular book. Yeah. Uh, I which I don't do often. But I've actually seen some results from that, yeah. from using these suggested keywords. Hey, Amazon says, hey, Nick, we've been watching your your book for a while. We think it, you know, and people who like your book, your kind of book, yeah. typically search using these keywords. You should use these in your ads. Mm-hmm. So I will do that, and I set a little bit, and, you know, it's helped a little bit. It has Good. It has bumped it up a little bit. And I will say that a lot of people get so hung up on looking at the Amazon metrics for one ad and oh, I spent more than I made from sales on this one ad. And they don't look at your overall sales across your entire series. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake. If you're spending $5, you know, if your ad cost is $5 in, let's say a day, Mm -hmm. and you only made $1.50 that day from that ad, that does not mean your ad isn't working. What you need to do is you need to look at your totals, like book report. Yeah. Look at your total sales. Yeah. Because you probably made more than $5. Right. Because these people are searching. If you have multiple, this is why it's important to have a series, not just have one book. I only run ads on book one. Oh, really? And I sell all of the other books. Off of? The timepiece. This is the yeah. only one I run
1: ads on. So that's the latch key. Yep. It gets yep. smart. So this will
0: get shown several times. Good they might buy it, and then they come back and buy the other ones. Yeah. Or they might search the timepiece just to find book two.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, uh, so I don't run ads on books two, three, four, and so forth. I only run them on book one and make it obvious that it's part of a series.
1: That's really good advice. Yeah.
0: So look at your overall sales and then look at your ad spend and compare those two things don't yeah. don't focus on all the metrics just for that one ad campaign yeah you know because I am spending less on my ads than I am making in royalties That's which is good. great
1: yeah you know yeah
0: so I I would say to anyone who's dabbled with Avons on Amazon, Amazon ads don't get too discouraged just look at the big picture don't get hung up on one ad run lots of them and run low bids Run lots of them, and then look at your overall book sales, and look at it over a period of a month, and th- to really determine if it's working or not.
1: Do you um, do you regret doing ad campaigns for your uh, for your other books in the series? Um, the
0: only. <clears throat> The only ad campaigns I ran for other books in the series was for book three specifically, because it has dragons in it. Oh, and dragons
1: are hot. Yeah, right.
0: And when they find that book and they click on it, they're like, "Oh, this is book three in a series," so they'll go back to book one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Other than that, I don't. I took the advice of people who know way more than me about running ads, and they say just run ads on book one. Yeah. And watch your sales. If you have a series, just run ads on book one. That's interesting smart and so i've been doing that since day one except for i have one ad i have one ad for book three because people like dragons people like dragons you
1: know and it's on the cover yeah
0: so you know they see it oh this this, this is a kid's book about dragons so they click on it yeah oh it's part of a series i'll get book one and normally these people are like uh, kindle unlimited subscribers
1: oh yeah so you get Uh paid on page reads oh yeah oh dude that's nice yeah 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 see that's really good advice i I've watched it. It has been like it's actually comical. Makes me laugh. I literally, I had a pretty good month in October for me, and then literally nothing, not a single thing in all of November. Was November bad? Mm -hmm. Awful. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought October, November, December. This is
0: like it's hard for me. This is is the quarter for book sales. Really? Yeah. But I, yeah, November
1: was pitiful. October and November for me were pitiful. Really?
0: Yeah. This year has been awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard for me to to gauge it because my books are so niche oriented. Like, uh, you know, it's it's a very specific market. Nick's books are much more end user friendly. Um, you know, it's middle grade fiction, like middle grade fiction tends to sell well. It's It's a good market to be into. Um, Nick is a much better canary in the coal mine than my results are. So, like, I think you need to build a huge. I think you need to do it by email. I think
0: you need to I, personally. Oh, I what yeah. and I need to get yeah, back on this.
1: Mailchimp is something I have not really explored a whole lot, that
0: I really should. I I would especially with as difficult as it is to run Amazon ads with you know and get results. Yeah, I think a way to shortcut that is to run Facebook ads not on your book. Yeah, but on your email list. Run Facebook ads to build your email list.
1: Oh, By yeah, giving
0: yeah. something away in exchange for an email, mm-hmm. build a list, and then every time a new version or a new book comes out, email your list. These are people who yeah. already indicated, hey, I am interested, and I've read book one or a part of book one, whatever you gave them, yeah. for free to sign up. This is a group of people that have already expressed enough interest you know. These are qualified leads, yeah. so to speak. These are definitely people that are going to be interested in what you have to saying. It
1: almost becomes like, uh, like a sales job. Yeah, it point. would
0: be better to spend, you know, a hundred dollars on a Facebook ad billing your email list. Yeah. than it would be a hundred dollars on Amazon ads yeah. to sell your book directly. That's a
1: funny thing. Like your uh, Amazon, you still pay that Amazon bill every month. Yeah, you do. You know, you do. Depending on you know what people have, what ads people have, uh, you yep. know, back on. Yep. And uh, it doesn't matter what you've sold, if if anything. Yeah. So I paid for Amazon ads for November with not a single, I mean, not even a KDP royalty. Yeah. You know that just. You know uh, the the um, and it it angers me for like for Adam's sake. You know, like when I think about it, I mean, I kind of expected it for me. I always expected this not to be you know, a really popular series. But when I see like the amount of effort that people like Adam put into it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think like, gosh, like like he really deserves, you know, or even like, you know, the special edition, like the Taurus Necros edition Mm -hmm. here, you know, like when I see how much effort other people have put into it, it's hard not to get indignant for their sake.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've looked into this just barely. But what's frustrating about AMS at Amazon's advertising platform Mm -hmm. for for authors, yeah, is that to my knowledge, you can't run an ad for an audiobook. You can run an ad for an ebook, yeah. you can run an ad for a paperback, that is weird. hardback, but you can't run an ad for the audiobook. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy because there's so much more margin. Yeah. Like you make so much more royalty in yeah. an audiobook,
1: you and the narrator. And it's so much more prolific and ubiquitous. I mean, it's way more popular. Yeah. The audiobooks are way at least with certain with certain demographics. Like with my demographic, you know, fighting age males, you know, most of most of my friends, most of people who might be interested in this have day jobs where they're either, you know, working on a job site or they're working in an office or they're just working or yep. they're driving. Yep. You know, and so like everybody listens to stuff when they do those jobs. Yep. hundred percent. You know, yep. Absolutely. so it's like yeah, there's got to be a way, and I think you know. they're probably going to
0: be. I don't know this for certain, but I think they're going to be developing something like that okay. uh, soon. Uh, you know, and there and there might be a way to run like Audible ads. Yeah, Audible, I need to look into it more. Uh, but uh, I would like to be able to direct people to the audiobook format, the audiobook sales page of all the books. Yeah. That's what I'd want, because for for Adam's sake or for your narrator's sake, I have a couple other narrators: Henry Halfmoon, yeah, the Myrmecorn, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I have other narrators who would benefit from that too, yeah. Uh, but I'd like to direct traffic specifically to those pages because they'll make more. The narrators will make more money. I'll make more money, mm-hmm. you know, from 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 the sale. Yeah, so, but Audible's wins. been really screwy. Like they've had some policy changes. They've oh, gone really? back and forth on things, and they they need to get their act together. Interesting. Yeah. They need to get their act together because audiobooks are huge
1: the and only just, growing in popularity. It's always changing. Yeah. You know? It really is. Yeah. Always. Change. And it almost has to become your day job in order to stay on top of it. Yeah. That's why, like, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the successful um, uh, self published authors, like, if you notice the age range of those people, you know, like, they're not usually in their 20s and 30s and 40s. They're usually in that like retirement age. Mm. Or if you like do an investigation on like where they're at in life, like they have enough disposable income to where they don't have a nine to five job. Yeah. They don't have a nine to five job with two kids and a spouse and a mortgage and Mm -hmm. a lawn that needs to be mowed and, you know, and a, a, you know, a water heater that needs to be fixed, Mm -hmm. you know, like they have time. Yeah, you know, they That's have true. time to sit That's around true. and game all yeah. of this. Yeah, you know, whatever. So, and you know what, too? And I'll, so I'll kudos say to anybody who's like in that position
0: who is doing the work. Yeah, well, I'll tell you someone who is uh, Rebecca Lang. Yeah, on Instagram. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, she promotes her books using that platform. Yeah, and she has an enormous following. And uh, she's got a new book coming out soon. She's working on it right now, but she agreed to be a guest. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. On the live stream, so we awesome. can ask her about how to use the Instagram platform to promote books. Yeah, yeah. her her page that is awesome. She's always doing hilarious things on there. I mean, yeah. you know, that's she's a clean like... fiction, cl- clean Christian fiction author yeah, and successful and, and successful doing well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And she's What's her great. Uh, Rebecca Lang. Rebecca Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good.
1: Yeah, I, I gotta look her up.
0: So. She's from the UK as well. Oh, that's right. Yep.
1: Yeah, we've talked about her before. Yep. Yeah, yep. cool. That's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's it for our topics. Let's, uh, I, our camera batteries do
1: to die any moment. Let's move on to one offs. Yeah. Typewriter one offs. Yeah. Let's get Here we go. Every week, Nick and I do a one pager on our typewriters, and then we bring it in and we read it live, unfiltered, naked, raw. We're about to disrobe right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's ostensibly a one pager. You know, it usually, for me at least, because I tend to dabble in double space, it ends up being a two-pager. But, And then Nick and I determine who goes first by doing rock, paper, scissor, because that's more fun. And uh, we leave it up to God and chaos. Absolutely, leave it up to uh, the fates. Yeah, leave it up to the fates. So, all right, you ready? ready? I'm ready. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Uh, you go first. <laughs> he tends to win. Ah. <laughs> All right. More crumpets, please. Lady Farnsworth always asks for more crumpets before she leaves. I go to pour her another cup of tea while Evanshire, as fast as his old bones can carry him, fetches us another serving of crumpets. Oh, no, dear, Lady Farnsworth tells me, placing her hand over the teacup like a lid. Any more Earl Grey and I'll be denser than driftwood. It occurs to me that such is already the case but one does not give voice to such impure thoughts when in the presence of Lady Farnsworth. So I silently rescind from my tea-time faux pas and set the kettle back upon its doily, awaiting a future deployment that will not launch this eve. "'I should like to see those reports you spoke of from the monk,' I tell her. "'If the belfry came down in the winter of last year,' as he says, "'then old Tavington Jones could not possibly have taken his spill there,' as the inspector says." Lady Farnsworth sputters and guffaws, creasing the hem of her church dress and looking at everything except for me. Inspector Matthews is my cousin. He would not lie. She says this as if those thoughts are somehow connected. Snooty old bat. Yes, well, all the same, I tell her. If what you say about the monk's eyewitness testimony is not distorted by aged memory and frail diet... Then there is a disparity here that warrants further review. Well, Lady Farnsworth exhales, gobsmacked. I never. She stands to leave. No, Lady Farnsworth, I tell her, rising from my armchair and producing my pipe. I never. I never presuppose anything. Nor do I take someone's word for granted, just because they are a constable or clergy. Or landed. Tavington was not a good man, but he was a citizen of the realm, and that affords him justice. The cold of winter may have rendered the ground too hard to leave an impression upon impact, but your attempt to gild the lily here with the monk's accounting has uncovered a disparity that leaves tendrils of smoke. And where there's smoke, Lady Farnsworth, there's fire. By the time I am finished, she is out the door. Evanshire arrives back in the study with a fresh tray of crumpets. Fashionably late as always, old man. Yes, sir. Very good, sir. I take one and dunk it in my tea. God save the Queen, I say. And Lord help the powers that be who have orchestrated the murder of the Belfry of Brunswick.
0: Ah, yes!
1: I love it. I love Are it. happy, Audrey? I did <laughs> I did a frilly little English countryside you know murder what? mystery for you. Know you. What, you know a what, though? A softer side of things. <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, it was well done. It was well done. And I bet Adam loved it. And I bet and <laughs> right. Audrey yeah. loved it. <laughs> I love it. It's great. You know, I was telling Rihanna this the other day. So last year, right, I got COVID in like late January. I got sick. Okay. Don't strike yeah. me because I said I got sick. I recovered. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But I, so I got COVID in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was recovering, you know, it's a two week process. You know, you have to quarantine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Downton Abbey. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, raved about the father culture and the good themes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then I, wa- and I also watched a movie called uh, The Man Who Invented Christmas about oh, how yes. Dickens comes up with a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Those two. So the movie a man, uh, the man who been to Christmas and the series Downton Abbey watching those two things, put me in the best. Like I was in the best Dickensian English mood frame of mind. Like it just, I, I had like the best lifted spirits, <laughs> you know, plus I was like, I had like all this, like, New natural immunity. I wasn't yeah. sick anymore. I was feeling on top you of the a world.
1: I love it. I love that stuff. Cleanse. You were, you were born again. Baby. Yeah, man. So
0: that type of that type of stuff, <laughs> it has its place. It <laughs> makes people feel good.
1: It does. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. So, There's something so about it
1: that's always attractive. There's always a draw to that. That's what people know? love about England. Yeah, dude. You know? I mean, just you know, the old, the old cottage, you know, in the countryside. Heck yeah. It just whether it's uh whether it's skyfall or whether it's the training in Banda brothers or whether it's Ooh, yeah. you know Doctor Who crashing in on Amy you know uh, it just uh, it's it's so awesome it's an aesthetic that will never it'll never die yeah it'll be you know it's it's the coolest thing i be now, Adam feels a little differently about it than I do I personally am in love with not I don't like I don't idolize it, but I really, really love that old Cold War Monty Python era aesthetic of British culture, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. red telephone boxes, tweed matches, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff is like
0: imagine Mad Men in Great Britain.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That like late, you know, late 70s, early to mid 80s kind of aesthetic it is really cool and it's it's effectively been you know done away with now um it's too bad yeah yeah because it is it's just it's really neat it's unique yeah, yeah it's very unique and and as an ungrateful <laughs> colonial I, I still think it's pretty
0: cool <laughs> i do too so but all anyways. right i'm gonna read gonna put my headphones on just oh, to yeah. make sure my yes i'm not misreading this so i can hear myself
1: Father will put it. That's uh,
0: smelling your own fart. That's I'm smelling my own fart right now, or listening to it rather. All right, uh, you know the uh, restream says no one's watching right now, but uh, Rosanna Butler is, and I believe Adam is still watching as well. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> Here's mine. This is actually an advertisement that I wrote.
1: Oh, really? Okay, okay
0: cool. Ready for this? <sighs>
1: oh wait. Before you do, yep. let me
0: have the keyboard and the mouse. Oh, yeah. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Communicate. Absolutely. So. You will need this, and you will need the mouse pad.
1: Stand by while we experience technical difficulties. Dun, 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 Please
0: stand by. Dun, 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 I'm getting hooked on my own dun, dun, stuff here. here. we go. Dun,
1: dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. All right. All right. Thank you for still hanging on there with us, Adam.
1: Okay.
0: <clears throat> it's off. Here we go. Dear Dickens, Not much has happened in literature since you died 152 years ago, so rest assured that you're still on top as the goat. However, there is this new book series called Harry Potter, and while the title leads one to suspect it's about a grown man's bowel movements, it's actually not about pooping at all. It's a children's fantasy book series, if you can believe it. Harry Potter is a boy who goes to a magical school to learn how to cast spells, summon the dead, fly on broomsticks, and form bonds of fidelity with witches. Hmm. Sounds wholesome. And there is magic on every page, which is so incredibly lazy. Yes, let magic solve all your problems. That'll teach children how to Get on in the world when things get tough. Basically, Harry Potter is like a Christmas carol, only without character development, moral themes, or Christmas. Or carols. <laughs> That's basically what we're dealing with here. Uh, its author is one J.K. Rowling. Or Rowling. Maybe it's Rowling. No one seems to actually know. But JK are the author's initials, and I believe they are some secret satanic acronym. Could possibly stand for Jesus killer, or perhaps junk for kids. And get this, the author is a woman. Now I know what you would be thinking, and you're right to be glad you're dead. Anyway, The Harry Potter is one of the best-selling books of all time. I think it's like on the top five. But don't worry, Chucky, you're still on the list, right alongside J.R.R. Tolkien. Now, there's a man who knew how to write wizards. What's most absurd about Harry Potter is that I think it's based on the movie, What's a movie, you ask? Well, it's a bit difficult to explain, but imagine paying a king's ransom to sit in a crowded, dark room with a bunch of total strangers and watch all the dark, terrible images that go through an author's mind illuminated on a huge silver screen. Anywho, to base a book on a movie franchise is enough to make any legitimate novelist cringe. I mean, talk about empty calorie twaddle. Ugh. But you know what's not twaddle, Chucky? Well, there's this new kid in town named Nick Goss. He's self-published, but don't roll over in your grave quite yet. You see, Nick Goss wrote something I think you'd really appreciate. It's a children's fantasy book series called The Traveler's League. And it's actually pretty good. No, it's not based on any movies like Harry Made by a Woman Potter. But it is full of moral themes, character development, and classic storytelling. And you can buy it on Amazon in paperback or ebook. Uh, sorry, Chucky. Amazon is a digital jungle that will destroy you if you spend too much time in it. Uh, just like the real Amazon, only you go there to buy things. It's like a shopping safari. In the safety of your own living room that leaves you depressed and penniless by the time you escape. Anyway, the Traveler's League has raving reviews and children can't seem to get enough of it. And if you were still alive, I'm sure you'd approve. Until next time, Chucky, your devoted fan, Nigel Pennington the
1: III. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a massive shout out to Nigel Pennington, the third (laughs) as being perhaps the voice of a generation. Perhaps maybe, (laughs) maybe my favorite character that you've ever created. Thank you. (laughs) Where did that come from?
0: (laughs) You honestly want to know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, my friend Michael. Yeah. He said, you need to, if you ever start a new YouTube channel, you need to like call it the Ascot League oh yeah and you need to, like it needs to be just you dressed in an ascot in a tweed jacket being pretentious
1: oh my gosh and i That's thought
0: michael you, i thought you know what i could do that and, not, and and he said and he his name should be nigel like pennington <laughs> i'm like oh yeah i could do that and he goes <laughs> and i'm like oh and i could make him talk like trash talk Super successful books, comparing them to Dickens, how they're all trash. <laughs> Nothing is Dickens.
1: Nothing is, Nothing is Dickens. So
0: but the Travelers League self-published book series is actually pretty good. Yeah, but it's actually, but yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, you know Nigel. So like, I, might, I, actually, I think I might do that.
1: I know people who fetishize Dickens to the point where, like, they would like they would be like, oh, is, oh, yes, <laughs> "I know," and they're all like they're all American chicks. Yeah, of course uh, they are. Yeah, and yeah. and
0: they'll have kids. Yeah. And they'll need something for the kids to read.
1: <laughs> it's so genius. Adam, how funny <laughs> would it be if like we started a separate series where like Nick and I pretended to be stereotypical, like snooty British, you know, just fops. and Tweets and ascots, baby. We yeah. Tweet, and then Adam pretended to be he played a character where he was like, you know, just a stereotypical American. Oh, that'd be you know? great. And we were like a book club. <laughs> That's great. Dude, <laughs> the Ascot League. <laughs> the Ascot League. Dude, there's a whole other, there's so much potential here, Adam. I'm, I'm going to make the YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna that'd make be so it. much fun. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I don't know when we'd do it, but like, that would be so worth it. Be you awesome. know, it would be really, actually, it'd be really fun if we like, we're always
0: in character. It. We're like the whole time we're in character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Adam please tell me you're down for this oh yeah yeah you got to be down for this <laughs> dude adam you're in 100 <laughs> yes. i would love it like it'd be so much fun yes. if adam just played like this you know this like just nascar redneck you know just complete clueless An englishman
0: doing his best like southern raw you know just beer
1: swilling yeah lowbrow
0: american Yeah,
1: just inbred buck, and we're doing dude.
0: we're like lowbrow americans yeah. doing our best snooty english impressions <laughs> yeah the whole time it's
1: just a couple of re- inverted stereotypes dude i think and we're on to something man. doing books book reviews yeah book reviews exactly <laughs> yes
0: oh uh, books and movies books and movies yeah or m- movies based on books
1: yeah, movies based on <laughs> only. We don't know right. that. We think the book is based, based on the movie. We, based, we think the book is an adaptation of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah when I read that to around she's like, "Harry Potter's not based on the movie." I said, "I know, it's the joke. I know that's the joke." She's like, "You might yes. want to change." That's that. why women don't make good comedians. <laughs>
1: And we almost made it. Oh, we almost <laughs> we did, we were doing so good. We got so close until John. So just close. Oh, I just had to stab stab my soul just right oh, in the yeah. right in the day. it's uh, <laughs> great. I can't believe the camera hasn't died even, yet. We're I at know, two we hours and eleven minutes. Oh my gosh. Time. Adam, like I don't, we're gonna have to coordinate this. You know what would be really fun is if we did the thing where, like, the Goslings existed almost purely as an interview channel. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, And then the Ascot League existed purely as a review channel, and that's all we did. Oh, man. those was we, the only two things. That we and did.
0: we would only do the Goslings when we had when a we guest. we had an interview. Yeah. When we had a guest. And then, like, we would live stream the Ascot League. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be so great. <laughs> and you know what so would be great? Fun. Like, I bet you there are other authors out there that would be like, I'm going to get in character and join.
1: them. Oh yeah. You know, we you can know? have fun with that oh, dude. It'd be great. You know, you know who, um, John Bernardo would probably be in on that. Oh, he would be brilliant. Wouldn't he be fun? To oh have yeah. <laughs> Even if he didn't play a character just to have him there. Yeah. Or, or like treat him like, you know, have like a, almost like a between two ferns. Thing. I was just
0: thinking that. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis, he's in that character. Yeah. Like we're, he's we're interviewing in like Barack Obama. And he's like, yeah. So w- tell me, how does it, f- what is it like to be knowing you to, you're going to be the last black president? <laughs> What's it like being the last back- black president? You know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. He he yeah and he's character. like, we're what is character. it like interviewing the last president and, you'll yeah. ever interview? <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> if we could do like a between yeah. two ferns type. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We got a lot to talk about yeah. over
0: nachos. I think so, too.
1: dude. This is awesome, Adam. You're in on this, yeah. right? Like, we got to have you. You know, this would be so much fun. This is the future of uh, of our YouTube. <laughs> our dude, YouTube it's the future life. of YouTube. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. man, awesome! Adam says he was on his soapbox the minute we you said Harry Potter. I knew he so. would be. Yeah. I knew he'd
0: appreciate that. Yes, sir. That's yes, cause
1: sir. You, that's because you're cool, Adam. That's why. Because <laughs> you're cool, dude. Yeah. What more do you want? Well, if you've enjoyed this, this romp through through our psychological nethers uh, and then you are welcome to subscribe to the Goslings on YouTube, uh, which is where you're uh, watching this later on. Not well, not live, except for two people who love us. Um, who actually, we also person, love and appreciate one person who loves us despite ourselves and the other person who dropped in who may love us. We don't know. Thank you, Rosanna, um, who still dropped in and made a comment, which. We yeah, appreciate. we appreciate that. Uh, we're also on Rumble. Uh, you can subscribe there, uh, The Goslings, uh, Gosslings, G-O-S-S-L-I-N-G-S. Uh, and we're on Spotify and iTunes as well. So. And
0: in case you didn't know, now that we have a whopping 100-plus subscribers on yeah. YouTube, which you're All like, time, that's nothing. But for us, it's huge. Uh, the cool thing about that is we have our own URL now, so you yeah. can literally search the YouTube uh, YouTube.com forward slash The yeah, and you'll find us easily.
1: Yep and if you really enjoy our content then you can also uh you can also go to our teespring page yep. and uh the spring goslingscreator springcom mm-hmm. and uh we got a bunch of t-shirts there including these as you see right you here can't hack a typewriter yep every time a bell rings a demon's laptop dies nice uh, <laughs> along with uh, all aliens or demons mm-hmm. and uh, various and... other
0: and uh, write like a man. Use write a typewriter. Like a man,
1: use a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can go to the Teespring channel and support your love, and uh, you know, show your uh, dedication to the Goslings. No one will know what you're talking about, but you will get a lot of compliments when you're standing in line at the liquor store. That's true. <laughs>
0: so That's they true. Can personally
1: attest to. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and if someone, you know, and and salesman it it gives salesmen something to talk about to try to sell you something.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh dude, the Goslings, what's that? Hey, do mm. you have AT&T or Spectrum?
1: Yeah. Neither. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Speaking
0: of which, I just wanna say I am I haven't announced this to anyone. Not even my wife, but now I'm doing it because, you know, she's probably watching this or at least at some point I'm going to tell her later. Mm. But uh, we're going to upgrade our connection here. We're going to oh, upgrade cool. our internet. Yeah. We'll get a little faster speed. Hopefully nice. have less uh, less issues streaming. <clears throat> yeah. uh, that should be happening within the next couple of weeks. We so have the had install, issues uh, for
1: the past few months with resolution. The mm-hmm. Resolution dips out every, uh, every few seconds. And uh, it's not a problem if you're listening to it. Or if you're watching the clips, uh, but if you watch the live stream in its entirety, then you'll notice the mm-hmm. resolution bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good. Yep.
0: Sweet. Yep. Yep. They just installed fiber in our neighborhood here. Oh, cool. That's so good. we'll be able to get uh, uh, quicker uploading. All
1: right. Yeah,
0: through that, nice. uh, which is great. So, and it won't cost me an extra dime. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was Sweet. time. Yeah. All so, right. so, all good news there. And um, I don't think I have any other news. Um, you went over the uh, T-shirts. You went over the Rumble, Spotify. Yeah. I think we're
1: good, man. Yeah.
0: Hope you guys like the one-offs. And uh, next week we won't be here. Oh, we got something on the chat? Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got here? It is Adam said, Have a great week. You guys speak to you both during the week. Sounds great. We'll stay in touch uh, all throughout the week. Uh, we're off next week. Uh, planning on returning the following. We may have a guess, We may not. January is going to be awesome, though. Yeah, I know for sure we have John Anderson.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: possibly Rebecca Ling. Yeah, cool. And uh, there are some other people too that have, um, you know, that we that we may have on. Yeah, we got so some we,
1: stuff in the works. that's yeah. going to be pretty interesting.
0: Twenty twenty two is going to be fun. Yeah, I think we're so. going to have a lot of yeah. cool guests. It's going to be politically crazy. We might yep. might we might, uh, we might Ooh, uh, we take advantage those. of that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we might uh, go a little more topical. You know, month to month.
1: So Adam's we. already getting in character. He says, you promised me moonshine if I read this book. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, That's great. That's where's, where's my
0: mason jar? You promised me moonshine if you read them. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, now, you got to have like a trucker hat. Yeah. With like a, mm-hmm. uh airbrushed bald eagle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Airbrushed bald eagle. Or, yeah. or <laughs> Donald Trump riding on the back of a bald eagle and it's all airbrushed holding yeah. a
1: machine gun he's bare chested he's naked he's basically putin yeah he's basically putin yeah. on an eagle american putin yeah yeah american putin and uh and jesus is behind him giving him the thumbs up you know and uh, <laughs> i saw this speaker
0: i saw this great meme the other day uh, and it
1: uh adam's wearing a flannel shirt with the sleeves cut off <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> he looks like uh i had one of those larry shirts, the cable guy yeah uh, yeah basically
1: if you just model yourself after larry the cable dude get your guy flannel of, shirt you know? button it up yeah. cut the sleeves off you know what's funny is ball cap i, I had that look like it was like that flannel shirt sleeveless flannel shirt metallica t-shirt jeans and then chain wallet and that was like my uniform perfect, perfect. college yeah First year like a Dale
0: Earnhardt fan. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like a Dale Earnhardt (laughs) fan who might have a knife. Dude, I saw
0: this meme. There's this little uh this little car and it was going off the side of the road, and one of its wheels had come off and was rolling down the street. Yeah. And I said, Jesus, I didn't say take that wheel. (laughs) Not that wheel, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Jesus is done with you. (laughs) You're you're yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Anyway,
0: well, that's it for us, guys. I can't believe we made it through on this camera battery. We didn't have to go to our yeah, potato no cam, which is fantastic. Um, anything else?
1: I don't think so, man. Did Adams, has uh, got uh, my copy of uh, Primus Illuminati, so I'm hoping to uh, maybe have a Christmas release for that book. Ah, but all right, yeah, if I if we crank down on it, I don't know. Um, I got probably not, but you never know. So awesome. It's uh, so yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're just plugging away, man. Awesome.
0: Yeah, man. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for joining. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for watching. And uh, we're the Gosslings. I'm Nick. I'm Jonathan. And we will see you guys uh, in a couple weeks.
1: Yep. Have a good one. See you guys. Bye.
0: Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness.